everybody, and welcome back to Feedback Loop. I'm I'm Joey, and I'm Jeremy, and this is 2021, man. Yeah, yeah, boys. I mean, I guess for you people listening, you already listened to an episode in 2021. This is our first yeah. episode that we're recording in 2021, and so. it's the first album of 2021. There we go. Yeah, there we go. So. And the album is an album that we didn't originally say in the episode last week it is because uh, <laughs> we're horrible at our jobs <laughs> hey, it was a weird week last week it was uh, so the album is called long season and it is by a band called fishman's and yeah they're like and, a- and mm-hmm. to I, I don't mean to cut you off oh, no, no. to clarify this is an album that is it is also just a song that is very true yes so it's it's kind of weird and not typical for us, not typical for anyone, I would imagine. But so yeah, the album is Fisherman's Long Season, but the album is just a song called Long Season. Yeah, uh, which is an extension, I guess, of one of their other songs. Yeah, called Season. Yeah, it's. I haven't looked too much into the history of it because this band is. This was the first song slash album I heard from this band. And I've been meaning to get more into them. Like, yeah. I've, I've listened to some of their other stuff, but I haven't done any sort of deep dives. But, uh, yeah, this is... So, so, how did you find Fishman's? Well... Fish, Fishman's? Fishman's? Fish, Fishman's? Fishman's? I don't know. <laughs> like, they're... I'm, I kind of just found them... I was looking around online, and I... I mean, I do the complete and total fucking normie thing sometimes. And just, like look on like rate your music and like just lists that music critics have put out or like different other musicians who are uh, or music critics on like YouTube or something who have shows like that. And I was actually on rate your music and the live album for Fishman's where I, I can't remember the name of it, but it was, it was their last show ever that they recorded because their singer and guitar player actually passed away a little bit after it before they could record anything else. So their last live show ever was recorded and it is apparently the highest rated live album on all of rateyourmusic.com. So wow. Yeah, it's and it's got like 7,000 reviews or something and they're like all positive. So how would you get from that to this album? Because on that live album, they apparently it was the first time they ever played Long Season in full. Oh, so I heard that, and then I was like, you know what? I'll check out the album version, and the I mean, this it's like I a, feel like the live one would be cooler. The live one is, I think it's, I think it's cooler, but I couldn't f- meaningly like I couldn't really be like, Just okay, but. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna listen to this whole live album because it's like a few. I think it's like two and a half, three hours long, oh, and yeah, I didn't want to make sense. It's only on the second half because it's like a two disc thing, I guess. Gotcha. So I was like, I don't know if we can really do that. <laughs> yeah, I can split it up. Yeah, it's, I guess, it's our show. We can do whatever we want, Joey. That's very true. Sometimes I feel I feel so constrained by society. <laughs> <laughs> by, by people's attention spans. Look, if someone's going to sit and listen to us for an hour, surely they won't mind listening to us for two hours. You know, I and hope they can not. chunk it up themselves. You know. Well, I mean, we did have that uh, Neutral Milk Hotel episode that was two hours long. So was it that long? It yeah. was. It was two it was hours so long. long and then the Nana Grizzle album or that that episode was, long, it was yeah. like an hour and forty minutes. So. <sighs> well, this one's starting out to be just as long if we keep talking about yeah. this. Okay, album art. Boom, boom. It's the three guys from Fishman's. They're walking on like a nature <laughs> pathway. And it's just them. Like they're just. Yeah, it's a photograph. It's just a photograph of them just walking along through what looks like a, a trail. I'm guessing yeah. somewhere in Japan where they live. Presumably. And, <laughs> uh,. Yeah, it's just, they're just walking along, and it looks like a nice place to be. Like I, I yeah. want to be there. It's, it looks cool. They got little, they got fishing poles. They're, yeah, they're fish, fishmen. They're, they're fishmen's, and then it's got like their little logo, which is like a hook with a fish, and it says fishmen's, and then underneath it, it says, "We are not one season, I believe, or we are not the four seasons. This is weird. Four seasons. We are not four seasons. We are not four seasons because the album is long season. Yeah, it's one long season instead of four seasons. One right. long song which... instead of. Which I'll complain about at the end. <laughs> oh shit! At the end of at the end of the episode, but oh. something before we get into it, I, I just I I haven't thought about it until you started talking about uh, 
their live album and the dude dying and stuff. And I looked briefly to see what year this album released. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize this was so old. This came out in 96. Yeah, dude. Which I, I guess it's still newer than it sounds, but older than I was expecting it. Yeah, I guess. Cause I don't know. There's some pretty cool rad shit that I would not have expected. That's what I'm album. saying. Like these guys and you know what? We'll, we'll get into it more, but these guys apparently were ahead of their time, which yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah. But uh, I, I agree wholeheartedly. So we usually do like a starting off track. <laughs> I was thing. wondering what, what we're going to do. Here. I'm just going to kind of like lay it out all out on the table. We didn't think this entirely. I didn't yeah. think this entirely through. So this album is just one long song. Right. Uh, normally we're like segue into the song. This yeah, is... we, we can punctuate our notes and yeah. we can punctuate our thoughts uh, by tracks. <laughs> so we kind of, I didn't think to be like, Hey, so how are we going to do this beforehand? Uh, so we broke the song up into parts because originally it was broken into five parts, but uh, currently it is not. In no it, current iteration <laughs> or release is it broken up into parts. Yeah, we're just gonna kind of ramble, I guess. Yeah. So which which I mean I'm okay with because this album's <laughs> kind of rambly. So yeah. So we're gonna start so strong. The first actual album episode of 2021 is just gonna be us trying to organize our thoughts in 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 synchronicity with each other while yeah. we have no bearing uh, uh, but it's fine yeah so I'll, the song starts off yeah just go ahead and go ahead and kind of describe what's going on uh, I, I guess we we don't have to do that we don't have to start at any one point i guess because this is, is one song the whole the whole song is pretty groovy right yeah like it, it, it's it's it, it's got a groovy baseline through the main section i will mm-hmm. call it because the, the first section comes back at the end. Yeah. But uh, the first section, uh, at least according to my notes, has this groovy bass line. It's got some piano, and it's got a string instrument that I'm assuming is a guitar with some, some weird effects, but it could be a different kind of string-plucked instrument thing for the, the main melody. Uh, I don't know. It, it lays a nice foundation for what is to come. Yeah, that guitar, I'm, I think that's a guitar. Like I haven't officially looked it up, but I mean the main three guys, they're like guitar, bass, and drums. I mean, obviously they play a lot of other instruments and they bring in right. a lot of other instruments. But, uh, so like it starts off with kind of a watery sound and they, yeah, that super groovy bass line starts immediately, but it's kind of quiet and then like right. keys come in. And then there's like this, I think it's a shamisen or something. It's like, there's a lot of stringed instruments that they play with like a really big pick that sound yeah. very plucky. <laughs> Right. And uh it's it sounds to be one of those I should have done more research, but you know, I just listen to music. Shame so. on you. But uh yeah, that guitar is what sold me. That opening guitar, that fucking it's such a biting tone. <laughs> yeah, like it just tears <laughs> It's oh it's so good. The very first Sorry for sorry for headphone users. No, they can turn it down maybe. But I mean it's too late if it happened, you know. I'll turn it down. Yeah. No, it's but it's just so it cuts to my soul. Yeah. And it's just like so intense, so biting, so tearing. And that's just kind of the melody throughout the first like I don't know 10 minutes really. And yeah. he comes in it it comes in with this kind of descending piano line that is a central theme really throughout most of the song. Like yeah. it's kind of a spacey like you're floating type deal where it just sounds very dreamy which, I mean, is part of their sound and a sound that I like a whole lot. Uh, but yeah, it's just super cool. I think it's very trance-like, but not in like a house music way or like an electronic right. music way. Like it will it, just... It's just like an ambient kind of yeah. deal going on with this whole album, really. There's a lot of ambient noise and stuff that gets sprinkled in, even in, even in this very musical section. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say that intentionally because there are some sections that are less musical, I guess, in my opinion. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of ambience. There's a lot of suspense building, but it it kind of has the the main, once it kicks into the main section, which is like two and a half minutes in uh, again, just because we didn't clarify, I guess I shouldn't have said again, the the song's like 35 minutes long. Yeah. Uh, And so when he says the first 10 minutes of it are the, that's a third of the album. Yeah. Effectively. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so a lot of that is just kind of the, the groovy bass line. It's got the guitar, it's got the piano, like everything that we've mentioned, and it hangs around for like 10 minutes. 
which is pretty long for a song to begin with, yeah. but it, it doesn't feel like it's a bad thing. It doesn't feel like it's too long. It's just, cause it's, it's got a nice groove. It's like people just kind of grooving together. Like, like they're kind of like a jam band kind of deal <laughs> on, where, where they're, they're just like experimenting with things, but it's also very, like very clearly thought out. Yeah. And very, very produced even though it feels kind of it's very structured i guess is is what i would say yeah despite it kind of feeling jam bandy to me yeah i definitely get the jam band like it gives me that feel i guess not that i not that i listen to a lot of jam bands like that's one kind of genre like fish type type deals that's something that i've never really like got into but maybe this is my gateway yeah so you start with the fish mans and then you go go (laughs) on to fish maybe that's you become a fish man (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't know which band came first but uh, the chicken the chicken or the egg uh but yeah so they have a lot of instruments like you mentioned the the vocals come in at like four and a half minutes Mm-hmm. It's a Japanese singer, and I'm, I don't know if it's one of them or if it's a female vocalist. I'm horrible about that, but there, there's like a higher-pitched kind of feminine-sounding, in my opinion, uh, vocalist that comes in. He is a guy. I, I didn't look up the lyrics. He is their sole vocalist. Uh, okay. Shinji. Wait, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's one dude. Interesting. Shinji Sato. Sato. Like, I, I'm sorry. There's... For his probably name. Sato. Sato yeah. sounds right. But Sato. is that racist for me to say that I think it sounds like that way? I think it probably sounds right. I just said Sato because I'm fucking panicking because I don't yeah. know how to pronounce <laughs> I, I literally speak zero Japanese. Well, uh, we, we, we learned a little bit with Poppy last year. <laughs> I guess that's true. I guess that's true. We learned I, how, to, how to say I disagree with you. <laughs> yeah. But uh, other than how learning how to say I disagree with you and like the basics, the absolute basics of like, right. We should have learned some with fucking Porter Robinson too, but I don't remember any of that. <laughs> uh, anyways, you got, got, got some vocals. Yeah. And I didn't look up the lyrics at all because as I've said many times, usually I don't know if I've actually said it on the podcast, but uh, especially, it. especially with foreign music. Yeah, I guess we would have had to at some point. With foreign music specifically, I try not to figure out what they're saying in for whatever weird reason. It just it sounds better just because the the rhythm of the language is like it's enough for me to make yeah. it stand out. It's enough to make it unique and it it relies it makes the music kind of rely on the emotion being conveyed by the singer without having words, without having language. So in a way, it's kind of like they're scatting, I guess, <laughs> but but it more more melodically, I suppose, and it's, it's just how I enjoy music. So I didn't, I specifically didn't look into lyrics, but uh, I believe you looked into them recently. I did for this. I've right. listened to this album a lot. Like this, I don't know if I said it in our yearly recap thing, but this kind of was my palate cleanser. Like yeah. if I ever got too overwhelmed, like when listening to new music, or I say overwhelmed, like it's, <laughs> but I don't know. Just sometimes when you're like listening to like three or four brand new albums all in a row. Yeah, you want to like, listen to something familiar to ground yourself. Yeah, this is what I would listen to. And I never knew the lyrics. I just listened to him because I just, his, his voice is nice. The way he sings, it's rhythmic and everything. So, uh, yeah. But, but you I, did look up the lyrics. I did, what's he, what's oh, he singing yeah. About? yeah, I did. Look, <laughs> I looked up the lyrics and uh, it's. Luckily, I was not disappointed. I'll, I'll say that. Like, the, okay. the lyrics seem very, I don't know if this is the right word, but ethereal. Just sure. due to the fact that he's singing, like the opening lyrics, he starts off just saying the word quiet. And then in the first maybe 10 minutes in that first part is really where the bulk of the lyrics are. Yeah. Uh, he says, at dusk, we drove calling the wind and calling you. We ran from one end of Tokyo to the other halfway dreaming. So immediately he's talking about what I can gather, finding someone who's like a lover, a very good friend, like they're meeting up and they're getting out of the city. And sure. He ends up going on an adventure. Yeah. He ends up like halfway dreaming. Like is, I don't know. It, it makes me think like, is this a dream? Like, are we really doing this kind of like you're caught up in the moment? You're just not paying attention. And, uh, immediately follows it up with watching the sunset in the rear view mirror, feeling kind of happy, feeling kind of lonely. Seems like I've been done in by my cold medicine. And like that I'm, I'm driving. And that Interesting. it gave me 
a feel of have you ever seen the the graduate i've not okay so spoil i i i guess spoiler alert (laughs) what year did this movie come out in in like the 70s okay you don't need a spoiler tag it's fine (laughs) uh but so it's about like a guy who loves a girl and they get together and then they break up because he's a fucking dickbag (laughs) <laughs> and and then she goes off and is going to marry some other guy. He comes and it's it's the like the beginning of that. Does anybody object? Speak now or forever hold your peace. And then somebody right. like fucking yells and it's like I object. And he sure. he was like the first one to do that. And so they break up the marriage and run away. And the ending shot is just them sitting in the back of the bus, her in her wedding gown, him in just like street clothes. And they just kind of like look at each other. They're smiling as they're looking back at this bus pulling out of the church parking lot. And then they kind of lose their smile and they wonder, like you can see, they start to wonder like, Oh shit, what now? Like the reality sets in. And then uh, Simon and Garfunkel's sound of silence starts playing. And it's just (laughs) like, Oh shit. Like the reality of what would actually happen in that situation hits you. And that's kind of the vibe I get from this. Just the words, Watching the sunset in the rearview mirror, feeling kind of happy, feeling kind of lonely. It makes me think of like the the reality of running away from the city hits them as they're leaving. Yeah, that's interesting. And and you mentioned something about him feeling like, uh, like the cough syrup had hit him. Yeah, or whatever. So there's that's kind of an interesting point in that I got some of those feels without knowing the lyrics, which yeah. is something that I think is great about music and the fact that I was able to kind of pull off on that. But I, I think I'd talk about this a little bit later just with like the overall feeling of the way that this song is split up. It feels like there are very specific points where you're waking up from a dream mm-hmm. or you're, or you're like having this kind of weird uh, split of reality kind of a deal, which I think that it, it speaks to music and, and exploration, which I guess I'll go ahead and say, like, I feel like a lot of this album could be a long metaphor for exploring music and creativity and, and just kind of going on this journey via music and seeing what happens. And sometimes it'll, it'll like transport you. So like this first section, for example, is them hanging out, having fun, you know, playing, playing music together, like kind of like the jam band situation that i was talking about yeah but then it abruptly changes uh like 13 ish minutes in Mm -hmm. i guess not not abruptly that's that's too harsh of a word for at least that transition but it changes sections and you feel like maybe you're you're going somewhere maybe you're like lost in thought maybe you're you're elsewhere and it just like it feels like you're being transported whether that's from just giving into the music which is where my my sober mind goes or you know giving into to getting high yeah by by some other like drug related means you know just just being somewhere else than you you really are in reality drifting off to that place and then at some point it snaps you back into that kind of reality at the end of the the track yeah i i got similar feels to that because i don't think maybe abrupt is too too harsh of a word but the transition at around 14 minutes is it's pretty sobering, I'd say, because yeah. it's like kind of this dreamy, spacey. You're floating with the kind of groovy bass line, the twinkling piano keys, and the like cutting guitar. It yeah, just... and they, they have like a, a, as it transitions there. Not to cut you off, no, yeah. it gets very echoey. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's a lot of like uh, there's like a section around eleven minutes, I think where the singer is kind of like scatting mm-hmm. or kind of not really saying anything and just playing with, with a lot of echo effects and, and just kind of seeing how that feels before like the drums kind of come back in yeah. and, and continue this, this movement, the transition yeah. to the new section. Yeah. He, he definitely does some, uh, some kind of vocal stylings that remind me of like the great gig in the sky. I don't know. If I, have you ever heard? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's very much just like he's ah, like right. I mean, yeah, I, I was having Robert Plant feels, but yeah, yeah, like it's obviously way better than whatever the fuck I just did. But <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of just that all over the place. Like he's it's just freestyling. Yeah, yeah, and then it 
he so his voice is like super high and airy and then it just cuts out and there's like kind of this wet dripping sound mm. and there's like bells and wind chimes and just there's no other music going on at this point either like all of the other music kind of backs out and then the the drums come in and it's like these banging just like almost tribal drums i guess but it's it's it only sounds tribal i guess in the sense that it's pretty tom heavy and yeah. it's like boom, boom, like just, i got very like i got like parade vibes okay yeah i could i could definitely see that and it it kind of goes into the background at one point and gets really like washed out or yeah. it's it's like they crushed the sound down and it's just very much in the background and there's just like wind chimes blowing there's Dude, whistle, those whistling. fucking those chimes, they <laughs> they are like they they come out of nowhere. Yeah, for for one, and they swell up really fast, and it's it's kind of dissonant, and it's like overwhelming, and for whatever reason, it like it makes me super anxious. Yeah, just the way that the chimes come in and they they exist and they're loud and they're in your face and then they're gone. Yep, they're just just like they came. They're just fucking gone. Yeah, and this fucking is... something about it is just like the chaos of it. Just puts me on edge. It definitely is. And I think you described it re- like perfectly with the waking up because I had talked about this song. It, it puts you in a trance almost like with kind of the easiness of the opening part. And right. it, it just goes on for so long. Like we, we're talking 14 minutes into the into the song, into the album is whenever this right. stuff like the break starts happening. So up until that point, it's easy going. You're you probably your eyes are closed by this point and you're just lost in it. Maybe you just forgot that you existed in reality. And then all of a sudden it cuts out and these drums come in this, these ambient sounds that aren't even really like musical come yeah, in. It's just chaos. Yeah. And then that this just goes on for like six minutes where it's just like, and those chimes are the exact point where I am always like, I don't know if I can handle this. Like what's, yeah. what's happening. I put in my notes. Oh God, what's happening. <laughs> It's it's just like it comes out of nowhere. It's chaos, and then it, it, it's gone. Yeah. Uh, and and like I said, it does end up mixing some of the the drums and stuff down. And there's like the singing bowl kind of deal. Yeah. For for like a synth kind of thing that, that takes the forefront, and the whole like soundscape that is is painted in my mind during that section is it, it reminds me of like uh watching Willy Wonka or, or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, mm-hmm. and there, there's a scene where Willy Wonka is showing them the room where all of his new candies were made or whatever, and there's there's kind of this industrial vibe to it, and in, in that there's like all of these machines making weird noises as they're churning out candy like the Gobstopper and stuff, and for whatever reason that's where my mind went. Yeah, is that it was just like it even after it tuned down the drums and stuff, and I'm not saying it sounds industrial, I guess, but there's just a lot of like weird noise going on. And a lot of like, I don't know, just just weirdness in general that reminds me of, of that scene in the movie. Yeah, I mean, I definitely get that a vibe at least similar. Not industrial, but it is like it's not. There's a lot of sounds in there that are not instruments, so right. it's it's definitely like a, just a weird kind of foray into some sort of like ambient music or. I guess ambient's the wrong word too, because ambient to me at least implies background. Not you don't have to think about it. And if this got right. put on in the background, I'd be like sweating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, it's very it's very strange music. Yeah, yeah, there we go. If, it's uh, if if music is still being used at this point. Yeah, but it's it's just I feel like I treat it as a break. I guess. Because... Yeah, it's definitely like maybe a psychotic break, but it's a break. Yeah. Well, and it's so the whole first half or whatever of this song is really a lot of the same thing. It's like the same melodic pattern. It's just very right. similar. I mean, when that piano pattern is in like 90% of the song. Yeah, it really is. And I mean, it the whole album is just one song. So like it m- makes sense if you're looking at it from a song perspective. But I feel like whenever you, w- at the beginning whenever you say like, oh yeah, this whole album is just one long song. People are probably right. thinking, oh, it's still probably got breaks like a song. It's like, n- n- yeah, no, yeah. it kind of keeps to a normal song structure. And like, it's 14 minutes of a very cool song, but it's right. like after 14 minutes, this is, I feel a refreshing palate cleanser. It's like taking a bite of like something really spicy 
and pun- yeah. punchy. Or sour. Yeah, or sour. Yeah, just like something that will just wake you the fuck up. During, bite into a lemon <laughs> yeah yeah like you're eating a bunch of noodles or something yeah and you're just like man this is getting to be too much and then you just somebody shoves a lemon into your eyeball and you're like Fuck, okay <laughs> shove a lemon into your eyeball i guess i can do another 18 minutes of this <laughs> and but yeah it's definitely like a transition thing like yeah. it, it's it sticks around for a while like I guess not nearly as long as the first section. Yeah. I mean, it's like six minutes. Yeah, it's the length of a song. Yeah, too, depending. So it's it's definitely giving the album some breathing room. I think yeah. for for what is to come, and then like after that drum section ends, the drum everything just stops. Yeah, it's briefly. just gone. <laughs> yeah, just everything like the drums build back up after they were crushed down, and then it stops. And then it leads on to the next section, yeah. which which I have called the, the Baba Ba section, yep. <laughs> <laughs> which is like 20, 20 minutes, 20 and a half minutes. Yeah, it's around into, there. Into the, the song. It has some, like, after it stops, it comes in with some, like, Morse code sounding beeps. It's got this super lo-fi guitar giving, like, a chord progression. Yeah. And it has some, like, weird, like, reverse sound samples, mm-hmm. which are, are always fun. And then you hear the singer singing this this melody of boz i'm not gonna replicate it and make a fool of myself on the internet like someone <laughs> oh, but, <shit>. you know. <laughs> but yeah i don't know i i felt like at this point was when i was like maybe the watery kind of cave section was some sort of a nightmare and at this point i've woken up or maybe it's the opposite and that the watery cave which i've labeled that kind of like watery section before the, all the drums and shit come in yeah um maybe that section introduced some sort of altercation or some sort of fight. And in that fight, I was knocked unconscious and that's when the, the, the song cut out. And now I'm dreaming because I'm unconscious kind of a thing. Yeah. I've, I have always felt kind of that way simply because of my experience with the song, which I'm guessing was pretty similar to yours. Uh, just like, with the opening sounding so dreamy and everything, and then that sounding so much like reality, and then it going like, right. that is where, you, like you you're having a nightmare, and that's what wakes you up. But then after reading it, I'm wondering if them leaving the city and them going on out on their own, leaving maybe the comfort of the city or something to go have this new life, that's the dream, and then the reality that sets in is the craziness of the drum watery part. And then they, cause the lyrics come back and they're the same lyrics in this part as the stuff starts to come back. Right. So I don't know. So I, just... I feel like I'm, I'm strongly taking the more you talk about, it, the more I'm taking the opposite stance in that I feel like maybe the dreamy kind of groovy sections are them existing consciously when they're out in the countryside, just mm-hmm. enjoying the countryside. And then when they go to sleep, they're having nightmares of where they came from or, or they're, they're, they're still thinking about the city in the back of their mind unconsciously. Like when they go to sleep, they're having all these kind of thoughts of the chaos in the city. And again, it's not industrial, yeah. but it's, it's very, it's very like cluttered and chaotic kind of a deal. And you know? then after that section ends, they wake back up and they, they're still in this countryside kind of deal. I definitely like that take. I I like. I I want to subscribe. I want to unsubscribe from what I said <laughs> and subscribe to that because I like that. Why don't I like you subscribe that. to Feedback Loop Podcast on Woo! YouTube and Facebooks and Twitters and SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Can, can you subscribe on SoundCloud? Is that? Okay. Yeah, I think so. I think you follow. You can follow us. Yeah, do that. Like us. Something. Do that. Hit the bell. I don't. That's something I hear <laughs> click, people yeah. say. <laughs> click the bell. <laughs> I don't know if that exists anywhere outside of YouTube, and I we don't have it. a YouTube following because we don't do video. But you know. Hey, we need to. Start Anyways. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, so stop. after after that kind of chaos section comes in, the guy's singing some bars. It's very like dreamy. I mean, I, I don't want to keep using that word, but yeah, it's very dreamy. There's like a bird whistling. Mm-hmm. The, that sounds like and it sounds like some cars passing on the highway and then the whistling becomes a melody so it's obvious it's not necessarily supposed to represent a bird mm-hmm. but it, it kind of like it made me feel like i'm sitting in a grass lot or at like a park somewhere that's close to it to a highway and you can just hear cars passing in the distance and but you can still hear like 
birds singing and you're just kind of like having a nice picnic somewhere. That does sound nice. I would I would listen to this song on a picnic at least at least the dreamier parts of the song <laughs> on a picnic. Maybe I wouldn't break that out when I'm like breaking out the PB and J or something and right. having a nice Especially day. because that this this section where he's just kind of like riffing on the boss going ba 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 there's this high piercing violin that comes mm-hmm. and it just it breaks everything apart. Yep. So there there's like in my mind there was this 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 perspective of someone sitting at a park having a picnic or whatever with with his loved one or something they're just enjoying nature they're just being out there having fun being happy and then everything starts to crumble and fall apart like chunks of the earth are floating <laughs> off into the void and they're like what the fuck is going on and it's it's kind of giving that that kind of nightmare kind of sequence back to it it, it like I, I hate the violin they it it pierces my eardrums and it hurts and I just it's it's insane and it just feels like chaos and like what the fuck is happening and like why is this good thing going bad kind of a deal man I definitely I feel like I, I don't know from your perspective but I feel like I keep saying a lot of negative sounding things but I really like this album so yeah uh, no I, I don't I don't think I don't think you're being negative. Okay, because e- even I, when I'm when I'm talking about how much I hate the violin sound, I like that they used it. I like that it happened. Yeah. I just hate the sound because it it's painful in in some ways. It's very shrill and high, but I think that's the point. Is they wanted to like kind of drill it a bit and and kind of separate that section, and snap you out of the dream section, kind of a deal. Definitely, that's the distinction I was about to make. I feel like there. Uh... I don't know. This is a band, like you said, they like to do musical exploration. I mean, they're they're they everything they're putting in there is for a reason. It's to evoke a feeling, and whether it's a positive or negative feeling, they're they're doing it for a reason. And I yeah. like the atmosphere they create with the album. But yeah, it is very grating. I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it for just, sure. It just comes in like. I don't know. And that's what uh, I broke down in my notes, this into five sections. And that screeching violin brings in the fifth section, which is the yep, last same. 10 minutes of the the album song. But uh, yep. yeah. And in that section, it kind of, it kind of reverts back to the first section mm-hmm. a lot where they're just kind of like they're grooving. They're having fun. They're just kind of, they're playing a song again. They're not necessarily taking you on a journey or continuing the journey, yeah. but I guess they're concluding the journey with some, with flashbacks of where they started kind of a deal, but they build on it a little bit. There's the sick ass guitar solo that comes in. <laughs> oh yeah. Dude. That, that I like, and the song is kind of like, it rides out. It resolves itself. It's very, it's a very nice ending. Yeah. I, I like it. It comes full circle. Cause I mean, the last section this last part is 10 minutes, the opening section that this is pretty much just another riff of is like 14 minutes long. So I, I don't want this to sound boring to anybody. I don't, I don't, (laughs) I keep saying like, Oh yeah, it's It's just 24 minutes of the same thing, (laughs) but it's in a good way. And they do, they add to it enough, I think to keep it fresh for sure. Uh, Yeah. the, The whole thing, it's not like, it's not like it all comes in at the beginning and then nothing changes for 14 minutes. Yeah. It's constantly being like built upon Yeah, or, or tweaked. Some things are taken away. Some things are added. Some things are, are tweaked and changed to, to give a different effect. And it's, it's great. It's, it's, I think experimentation is a very good word to describe what they're doing, but it's also kind of a bad word because I think there's at least in my mind, when I think of experimental music, I think of those kind of middle sections of the song yeah. where it's just kind of chaos where they're, they're throwing rules of music out the window, but that's not what this is doing. Yeah. At least in most of the album, it's, it's, it's very much still making, uh, I don't want to call it pop, but it, it's very much making music in a traditional sense. Yeah. I think at least portions of this could definitely be classified as some form of pop. I mean, if you look, right. these guys, I think they're technically like classified as dream pop, is what okay. like yeah, sure. their their genre is. But uh, I like, I don't know, I do think of experimental music as more of the middle part, and I think a whole lot of people do. But I like 
the way that they approach it because I feel like if you just throw somebody into the middle part, the drum part of this, where it's like a lot of not music and just sounds, if you just right. launch people into that, most people aren't going to respond that well to it. And yeah. that's not, you want these guys, they give a good context, I feel. And that's what I think they're really good at. They can throw stuff in there like that and have set up an album with enough context that you're like, okay, I get this journey. I get what's happening. And you get thrown into it and you're like, oh my God, this is so different. Like what's, what's happening? What's, what's going on? And then they yeah. <laughs> kind of c- come back in. It's like, no, okay. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Now. It's okay <laughs> Everything's <now."> okay. <laughs> but I, I feel like that is how experimental music should be presented. At least. I don't know, but intro. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I feel like that, that kind of goes against the point of it though. Like I, Maybe not the point. I don't want to say that the point of experimental music is to exclude people. Yeah. Like I know we've mentioned black metal. Yeah. Like the, whole, the whole intention was exclusion, but I, I kind of get a similar vibe with like, it's, it's not, it's not supposed to cater to people. It's not supposed to be tailored to what people enjoy listening to necessarily. It's to, to kind of throw that aside, kind of like what I was saying and try something new, something that goes yeah. against the grain or, or potentially upsets people or, or at least doesn't please people because that's how you kind of find what works and what doesn't work. And if you can elicit that kind of emotion, whether like, kind of like we said, positive or negative, if you can elicit that emotion and you can do it well, then I think that means you're making good music. Even if I don't like the music you're making, if that yeah. makes sense. Oh, I, I can see that. Like, that's definitely a very good point. And I am, I guess, coming at this from the perspective of somebody who's listened to this album a lot, who's listened to yeah. a lot of, I guess, you could say experimental music. Sure. And have... Far more than me. Like, so I guess it is a different background. I'm just thinking, I want, I want the world to get to a point where it's like, I could play this for anybody right? and they're going to be like, they're not going to bat an eye or at least they're going to bat the right eyes at this <laughs> and it will become kind of ingrained in hmm. the grander music and then it will be more accepted and then the boundaries will get pushed even further. I just want more yeah, that's, and more. That's where I'm, I'm stuck on is that say this music Say, say this song, this album, whatever, becomes mainstream, mm. right? It becomes popular to have music arranged in this way. Then what comes next as far as experimentation? Exactly. Is there a next? At, at some point, there's not a next, right? There's always a next. There's always been a next since the dawn of time, I feel like. Yeah, like, but I don't know. I feel like at some point, as, as a species at least... Well, I mean, I guess more instruments are, are being created. More more sounds are being discovered, I suppose, in some ways. Especially maybe, in today's maybe I'm just age. being pessimistic. Like, we're in the age... That's true. Digi- I, yeah, I guess the, the whole fucking digital music, like... You can make anything. Able, yeah, you can literally make every possible combination of sound frequency yeah. with, with software on your computer kind of thing. There, there are, I guess, near infinite possibilities, but it just—I don't know. I feel like, I feel like at some point, it's good to have that that barrier of discovering the the new sound, kind of a thing. You know, I'm—I can't disagree with you because I do like that. But... Because we're pretentious and we like being snobby about music. <laughs> I guess maybe that is a little bit of it. Like I, I oh, think that's definitely a part of it. For yeah. Sure. Like I definitely do just like there, there's a part of me that likes showing people music and their, yeah. their first reaction is what the fuck is this? Or <laughs> like, I don't, I like I like to elicit the words that's not music. And then I can be like, why though? explain why it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then, cause I feel like that makes discussion as to like, well, what, what do you consider music? What are your limits to what you consider music? And then once you can find that, you can kind of eke your way in there and be like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, cool. I, I talk a lot about gateway albums and gateways to, to sounds and to genres 
into stuff like that. So I, I feel like that applies in every aspect of music and even life, honestly, like there is potential within every person to like everything. I think it's just being introduced to it in the right way at the right time with the right intentions. And there's a lot of layers to everything has to align perfectly uh, to to like something that you dislike or that you, you think you dislike, like it's hard to break down those barriers, but it is possible. Yeah. So I, I, I think, I guess it is possible that this becomes mainstream, this kind of, experiment i mean even ambient music in general isn't super popular because it's getting there uh, kind of oh it's definitely getting bigger yeah but to call it mainstream like people want pop music yeah by and large that's why that's what pop music is right that's what people want and i don't know if there will be a day when ambient music becomes like top 40 radio (laughs) well see but by the time that happens ambient music will be called pop music i feel because i mean like well yeah the beatles were like pop back sure and that's not what you would consider today's pop i feel like there's everything has its cycle and i guess i'm greedy for wanting to speed that up to (laughs) to to be more like the music that i gravitate towards i guess that is that is not shitty but it's kind of like I, w- I want a lot of people to really like this this music well, stuff, so more of it gets made. But then I guess it gets yeah, watered I don't, I don't down. Think it, I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah. I, I, I don't think... I mean, that's I mean, partially why we're doing this podcast, right? It's to discover things that we haven't discovered or to listen to music that we otherwise wouldn't have discovered. Yeah. And I, I, think, I think it's good to try to find those things. But it's also like you haven't heard every song in whatever genre you like, that right? Like true, yeah. I was, I was, we listen to a lot of metal. There's no way in hell we've heard every possible genre of metal. Dude, there's so much or, metal. Cause, Cause each band, you know, if, if you really want to focus the, the beam here, like each song could theoretically be categorized into its own very small genre. Yeah. Right. Because, and that's the thing, like labeling a band as a genre is limiting to them. Mm-hmm. but I obviously understand the, the need to do so. Like labeling things is it's, it's infinitely useful being able to put a word to, to what something means. But I feel like there are downsides to that where it's, it's kind of pigeonholing, I guess, an artist or I don't know that that feels pretentious to say. <laughs> I don't think it's pretentious though, because I think it's true. Once like the, the way you, view something mentally can so much influence creativity for sure. Like, so if you tell somebody, Oh, well your music is this, but they don't think that, that what if you, maybe if we would have gone back in time and told all of these people, Oh yeah, you guys are dream pop because that's what Wikipedia says you are. And that's (laughs) what we, but they're over there thinking they're like some sort of new wave jazz or something. Like there's some yeah. super fun, and then that could in, greatly influence where they go. Like I, so I feel like not putting that limitation, like like you said, whenever you're looking for music or whenever you're trying to find out what you like and maybe lump it all together, it's right. definitely really really good to have labels and genres. But I guess whenever you're directly describing somebody, it can definitely be super limiting or in some some cases discouraging. If you're like, yeah. that's not how I view what I'm creating. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it, from an artist perspective, not that I'm an artist <laughs> per se, but I feel like, uh, well, I don't know. I, 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 feel, I feel like it's probably a good split, but I was going to say, I feel like artists will tend to ignore that kind of classification and make music that they were going to make regardless of what people are calling it. That's true. I, I want to believe that at yeah. least I'm sure. I mean, with there's, there's a whole industry behind music production, right? And I don't, I don't mean to harp this back to Poppy that we talked about last <laughs> week, we talked about last year, but like, I mean, in her exam, in her case, she was being kind of forced in a direction by a label, but I guess that's not really specific to, to a genre. It's not saying that the, the, the label, I mean, I guess it's, she seems to imply, at least in her comic, that the label was having a huge control over the music she was producing 
based on her image. And they said, this is what you need to do. We don't care what music you want to make. You're going to make this kind of music because it'll sell. Yeah. Kind of thing, which definitely happens. I think I'm not saying that that 100% happened in Poppy's case, that there's a lot that's not like that, that we'll never know yeah. about that shit when it comes to specific artists, but I'm, I know what happens, but at the same time, I know that there are artists that kind of are allowed the freedom and take that freedom to push away from what people think they are like childish Gambino. I think he, Donald Glover is, is very great at saying at doing, making music that he wants to make in the moment and not feeling, or, or maybe in spite of feeling or to, to break the feeling of being pigeonholed as a rapper or as whatever R and B singer, you know, he, he, he does what he wants to do. And I don't know if that's because he feels trapped in a genre and he wants to prove to himself he, he's not, or if he's doing it because he, he just likes making the music, you know, that, that's, that's a whole psychology deal yeah. going on there that, that I'm not qualified to speak on, <laughs> but I don't know. It's interesting. Interesting to talk about. Definitely. And I feel like we just had a discussion for another episode, but that could also we be did. a discussion for another episode. <laughs> I mean, we, we had time. We, yeah. we, we ran through our notes pretty quickly. I, I guess we'll we'll wrap this up quickly, at least for the discussion. Then we can maybe talk about something else if, if something else comes up. But overall, I, I I like the song. I like the album. It's it's very much a journey, and it just like it 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 feels like you start at home with friends, and then it dissolves into chaos, and then it rebuilds itself, and then you're back home. Like I, I don't know it feels like there's a lot of movement going on mm-hmm. uh, back to what I said at the top of the episode, though the album art, I didn't notice it until I was writing my notes, but it says we're not four seasons, but I feel like the song could be divided up into four <laughs> sections. And I like, so if it's a circle, right? Cause, cause seasons are a cycle that continues, right? So you got the first section and the last section that is one season. Yeah. Right. And then you got the kind of watery cave section where there's a lot of like water sound effects and it's before like all the chaos stuff. That's a season, right? That could be like winter or whatever. And then there's the chaos. Maybe that wouldn't be winter. Maybe, maybe that section would be fall when it's getting watery. And then there's the chaos of the drums and stuff. And that is like winter or whatever. And then there's like the next section where he's singing the boss is the fourth season. And then it comes back around to the, the first season. So I don't know. I feel like it's weird to say that they're not four seasons and then have four distinct sections of the song, but yeah. But when they released the album, it, it's had five, five sections. Yeah. Well, they're wrong. I'm sorry. So <laughs> you I, and I both classified it as, yeah. as four. That's, well, I guess we, we classified it as five sections, but the, the first and the last section are very similar. So yeah. they're one season in my mind. I always thought of it as a four-part song before I looked into how they actually classified it. So I, I can't disagree with you there because it, 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 it's weird. It does seem to have four <laughs> distinct sections to me. But Yeah. And I feel like if they wanted to say they're not four seasons, then they would have had just one homogenous sound for the entire thing instead of having it split up. But I guess that would be pretty boring to listen to. I mean, it might be, but it might not be, depending on how they do it. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll we'll never know. <laughs> but yeah, I like it. It's very groovy. Uh, I I don't know if I'll listen to this this in in full often. Yeah. Uh, the 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 chaotic middle section breaks up the the kind of groovy core of it, and I'm not sure that that's something that I'll want to expose myself to a whole lot. Uh, I think I'd prefer to just listen to the first section or the last section or whatever, and hear them noodling around with that would be more fun. I think than that break up in the middle, but I understand why they did it. Yeah. And I honestly feel like, like, I don't know. I haven't listened to a ton of their other stuff, but from what I have listened to, mm-hmm. it seems not, I mean, this seems like a different sound from what I've heard, even the first sections, but they have a lot of other stuff that's at least in a similar vein or has right. somewhat similar feels to the first section. So yeah, I skipped through a little bit of season, Mm-hmm. which is the precursor to this. I skipped through a bit of it just to see how similar it was to which sections. I think the vocals are straight from season yeah, uh, and, and transferred over to this. I'm sure they re-recorded or whatever instead of just cutting and pasting. 
but uh, musically it sounded similar, but there's actually a lot of difference between season and long season, at least from the little snippets that I was skipping through. Yeah, I I wish I had more info on like album names, but a lot of them are in Japanese, the ones that I've listened to, so I yeah. wouldn't be able to... <laughs> there's one where they're like looking upwards and it's blue, and it looks like they're looking up at it like a train... A, yeah, a train it says, sign it says Uchu Nippon Setagaya. Yeah, there, there, that one. I'll be a fool. That's fine. That that one sounds like more like the first section of this song. I think I, I like that's the one that I've probably spent the most time with, other than this album, and I like it. So, yeah, well, cool. I like this album, but not enough to listen to it again. At least anytime soon or regularly i guess i should say not a bad album i give it a number out of 10 boom (laughs) i also give it a number out of 10 what number i don't know you'll have to (laughs) you'll never know subscribe to find out yeah hey we'll make a patreon and people that pay (laughs) 20 bucks a month will get to know what our number scores are (laughs) for every album make it a hundred that way i don't have to actually ever do it there's probably some crazy dude out there in the future who's gonna just some random rich dude is like, you know what? I'm going to make them fucking work for this $20 <laughs> for me and for me only. Now they have yeah. to, they have to rate all their music. <laughs> well, uh, I'd be interested to, to see what we would rate the next album that we're going to be doing next week. Uh, we're going to be discussing an album. The, the band, the artist is called Sean Lee's ping pong orchestra. Uh, Sean Lee is, is, he's a musician. He has a ton of albums. He's done like soundtracks and he's done a bunch of shit, but this album was released under the name of Sean Lee's ping pong orchestra. The album is voices and choices. And that out al- this, this album by Fishman's reminded me of voices and choices by Sean Lee's ping pong orchestra. I'm actually not super familiar with Sean Lee or his music or even this album a whole lot, but I have listened to this album and it was giving me very similar vibes. So that's why we're going that direction. It just kind of kind of hit me. Well, hell yeah. I like vibes. So, so. <laughs> There it is. It took us that long to say the word vibes. I, Jeez. I feel like I had to have said it at some point and just didn't catch it. But I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe we probably well, well, I hope, hope everyone has a vibey new year. Boom. Uh, start, hopefully this one will be fucking better than the last one. Maybe I mean, we'll get to record in person again. Yeah, it's it's got some pretty low expectations, so surely it's yeah, the bar's too. pretty low for sure. Uh, but until then, uh, as we mentioned in, in our weird mid-review plug, uh, we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> social medias. You, you guys know what's up. You guys are tech-savvy individuals. If you're listening to podcasts, just search Feedback Loop Podcast. You'll find us. I promise. I don't promise. I'm not going to say that because then if you can't find us on one platform, you're going to scream at me and call me names and i don't know if i can handle that emotionally so fuck fuck, man just stay in our feedback loop bye